Hello and welcome to the Music Arc on the Arc of E Network. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers. It's end of the year time. Uh, it is currently the 27th of December as we're recording this. And as far as I know, I don't know if there's any albums you're secretly waiting on that are going to release in this window of the next like week. But uh, we felt like it's uh, it's a safe space to go ahead and give our top 10 albums of 2017, because everybody else has pretty much done it at this point. Pretty much, yeah. We're, I mean, we're behind, if anything. Yeah. All the major publications have their list out there, but, you know, people are clamoring for it, so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> the Arc of E Network staff's top 10 albums of 2017. Let's go ahead and dive right into it. What do you got for your number 10? Uh, my number 10, I, I cheated... Uh, in a couple different ways. I have a tie, technically. And probably at least one, if not two, of these appears on your list. So Are if you I'm sure? stepping on your toes, we'll edit it later. We'll see what happens. At the 10 slot. Thanks for doing that on my... What the hell, dude? I'm taking my piece of paper out. Hang on. <laughs> I'm tearing up these stranger things. No fuck. Stranger things. Stranger things. All right, go ahead. Okay. At the 10 slot, anthology, movie themes, 1974 through 1998 from one Mr. John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Is this on your list, sir? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Is it like, am I totally trampling? Is it your number one? No, it's my number eight. Okay. Okay. So we knocked one out. Um, obviously, we're, we're huge Carpenter fans. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us randomly and you don't know about Carpenter Revisited, that is the birthplace of the Arc of E Network, essentially. We needed a network to, uh, put the podcast on. So, there you go. Anyways, go check that out. We go through his entire filmography, and I, I think it's pretty awesome. I mean, it is the third most popular John as far Carpenter as we know, retrospective yeah. podcast. There might be like three or four more between yeah. us I, I don't know but we for now we say third most popular or but most we successful. also say the third time is the motherfucking charm absolutely 100 percent. okay so yeah re-recordings and reworkings of some of his most famous themes which was just a treat for for both of us any particular like favorites for you personally I mean, I like the what what he did again with Escape uh, and Assault on Precinct Thirteen. I really liked what he did with the Thing, that and too. as much as you know, it is technically a Battle of Menti score, which sounds like you mean Morricone. Morricone, yeah. I don't know. Listen, what, Twin Peaks. I've, just knock it off. Okay? You know why I've got Twin Peaks on the brain? Because also that's at my ten slot, uh, Twin Peaks season three soundtrack. <laughs> so the reason I lump these together again—that's cheating to begin with—but also because. Yes, this is not new music, and in the case of the Twin Peaks soundtrack, it is, you know, a bunch of different songs from different eras all kind of meshed together and gives you the vibe of the season. Pretty much every major musical act that appears is on there, if I'm not mistaken. Probably missing a few, and you've also got one of my favorite songs of the year, which would be Trouble. Save it. 
Save it for your for that list. Go back to anthology. Or Snake Eyes by Trouble. Excuse yeah. me. Go back. Go back to anthology. Finish. Uh, finish your thoughts. Just I. I loved it. I was gonna say the thing was yeah. one that stood out to me, and I also you know side note for Carpenter, but you got Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's version of the Halloween oh, yeah, theme that dope. dropped like before the anthology came out. And also Christine, obviously, which he did the video for, yeah. um, and is one of our favorites because, you know, it's just there kind of throughout. There's not like a distinct Christine theme, but the way that it's integrated throughout the movie is amazing. So. But that's why I lumped them together because I felt like it was cheating to have two slots taken up by uh, two albums of of old music. Yeah, I could see that. But again, in Carpenter's case, it is new recordings and new interpretations in some cases of old music, which is, again, a treat for any Carpenter fan or any just like electronic or like synth fan in general. I've got another big electronic one on my list. That we can talk about, but for uh, the most as part, do I, sir. As do I. Yeah, for the most part, that one was a nice treat, and we've said it before on other podcasts. But you can pretty much thank us for all this because it wasn't until we started the Carpenter Revisited podcast that you know Halloween the forty got announced, all the news surrounding that. We got Carpenter back directing a music video, has a new album out on top of Lost Themes two coming out last mm-hmm. year. So if you're looking for someone to thanks, we are the Arc of E on Twitter, uh, the Arc of E Network on Instagram. Yes, we claim all credit all of that. For, for all yeah. of that. If you think that you were wrong and there's other serendipitous forces at work, come fight us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gavin's, Gavin's saying that in the room. Uh, <laughs> I, he would be the one to throw the fisticuffs <laughs> if, if either one of us would be. But... Uh, Anyways, moving right along, your number 10, brother. My number 10 is In Full Swing from Seth MacFarlane. Have you heard this? No, I'm not. He, uh, is it like, he, is it covers? It, I don't is, know if originals? it's covers originals. Okay. It's one of those, the, the source material is so far gone from like the 40s and 50s that they could be covers and I wouldn't know it because I never listened to that. Right. But God, can that guy croon. I mean, I know he does it on... Family Guy episodes and stuff like that, but like I listened to it earlier today and back when it came out, and I was like, you know, I don't know what any of this stuff is, but I like it. I like the way it sounds. All so right. if you're just in the mood for like that, you know, Sinatra fifties yeah, kind of crooning, you know, vague Las Vegas club kind of vibe, check it out. That face, that face, that one. Wonderful face, it shines, it glows all over the place. And how I love to watch it change expressions. Each look becomes the prize of my possessions. I love that face, that face, it just isn't fair. You must 
forgive the way that I stare For never will these eyes behold a sight that could replace That face, that face, that face okay. There's no weird <laughs> voices, there's no like Any Peter Griffin uh, things. track that people should check out to, you know break the ice so to speak i could not remember the names of it that's why it's number 10 like okay. it, i just i remembered it <laughs> and it, i didn't even know it existed yeah so again that's that's why you're here yeah check it out dude so, that's good all right uh my number nine is a black mile to the surface from manchester orchestra an album that i was not crazy about uh on my first listen but really grew on me throughout mm-hmm. the year and I actually have come around to thinking that it's like one of their stronger efforts. Definitely a departure in a lot of aspects. Did you ever, did you see Swiss Army Man, by the way? Uh-huh. I don't know if we've ever talked about that. Did you no, ever catch it? I didn't see it. Okay, well, you need to see it, but they did the score for it and very unique score. And they, a lot of like what they did there, they continue to explore on this album, which kind of felt weird because it was like, well, that was for a soundtrack and that was like you guys specifically, like two members of the band specifically. And so it just, it felt a little weird, but after I kind of adjusted to it, I like it as a cohesive album. Hmm. Um, And as such, there's no like direct song that i would like call out there's there was like four singles released beforehand those are all very strong but for me the first listen through it was all the non-singles that really like popped so but i I do feel like it's one you need to listen to start to finish and it's about an hour long and it's it's an interesting experience but um, you're gonna play some tracks throughout here and then you're gonna yeah i'll play some tracks i I haven't zeroed in on what i want to play for that one so yeah i'm not i'm not gonna call out a particular track but i will on some on some future but yeah, my number nine, Black Mountain of the Surface from Manchester Orchestra. There are parts of me just stuck inside the grocery. The produce I wear the dead beats. Rustling, trying to look busy, but they're high like me. There are parts of you I see you argue with yourself. And I think you're crazy, really. We're both running out of days, I pray you get by like me. This is temporary, I swear I'm gonna be down. South Dakota every winter, someone loses it. I'm lost out a single clue as to where I'm headed. Wait for her, cause without her, I'm gonna sink. My number nine would be, um, I guess it's just titled three, but number three, or I-I-I, whatever you want to call it, from Foster the People. Okay. Um, probably everybody knows Pumped Up Kicks. Some of them may know Helena Beat or um, Houdini. Houdini. Yeah. Uh, the second album that came out. Just to tie things together, because I love to do this. Okay. The video for Houdini, directed by the Daniels the directors of Swiss Army Man, oh. who also have directed multiple videos for Manchester Orchestra, some of which were for Black Mile to the surface. Well, there we go. <clears throat> Continue. So, 
the second <coughs> the second album, Coming of Age, I think they had that as the single off of there. People probably don't know a lot from that one. Um, their band that like while everybody was really high on Pumped Up Kicks, I thought, yeah, it's a neat single, but they had a lot more to offer on their first album. And this album doesn't really get back to that, but it's still kind of it's still fun. Still got some catchy stuff. They've changed band members out, um, but for the most part, they're still kind of they're I don't want to say they're on the fringe. I don't really remember ever hearing anything on the radio from them after Pumped Up Kicks, uh, except for maybe like college radio stations might play um, Houdini and a couple other ones that you would know from like commercials and stuff. But if you know anything about them, Mark Foster was a jingle writer, so that is kind of why Pumped Up Kicks was so catchy. And there are a few like that on this one. I'm thinking if you're going to play something, you may want to play uh, Sit Next to Me. Last time I saw you say what's up and push right through. off of that one but definitely check it out because it's their third offering and it's kind of a surprise hit i honestly didn't know it had come out until maybe about three or four months after it did because i was looking for like what are they doing like did they break up did they come out with anything and it's like oh here we go there's a new album out so yeah number nine i guess you just call it three from foster the people so just go <clears throat> give me your number eight and then Excuse i'll me? give you my number seven we can jump then sure thing uh this is the point in the cast where i make Mr. Sunshine Mayfield, regular contributor to the Arc of E, uh, either very happy or very upset simultaneously because I have what I'm pretty sure is probably his, it, it's definitely probably going to be in his top three. I don't know if we've revealed that at, the, at this point that you're hearing it, but regardless, go look at the site. All of that is a long-winded way to build up to saying, my number eight, you're not as blank as you think you are from sorority noise. Hmm. Have you uh have you checked this one out? I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. They uh this is an album I'll set it up for you. This is an album that if it had if I had heard this in like sixteen, seventeen, like that era, mm -hmm. um, it would have been my number one like Stone Cold album of the year. Hmm. It it's that sort it's more of a throwback to like Brand new. Take it back Sunday. And, yes. It's that vibe of like, it kind of, it's emo to a certain extent, but it transcends it and it brings more of like an alternative or grunge influence into it. Hmm. Um, so I think you would really dig on it and you'll know basically by the time you listen to the first two tracks off of it, whether you're, you're down for the ride, but it has a great lead single which is no halo which i'll play a little bit of right now
You're not as blank as you think you are. It, it's literally like a an underlined blank. <laughs> like there's nothing there. Okay. Yep. That's uh, from Sorority Noise. That's my number eight. Right, so, so you are number seven. Yeah, cause because again, to recap, was... your number eight was Anthology. Yeah. From so Captain I'll jump Man. and take it from here. And I did not. Twin Peaks is not on your list, correct? No, it isn't. Okay. Not. Yeah. So my number seven is simply Chuck by Chuck Berry. Okay. You haven't listened to it? No. It is a joyous callback because he sounds, I would say, I don't know how much editing was done. I don't know. I didn't read a bunch about what was done to when it was produced, but it sounds like he just decided he rolled over it at night. He rolled over Beethoven at 91 and basically said, I want to record another rock and roll album. And he came out with another rock and roll album. And it is just... Simple chords, simple lyrics, nothing fancy. It's just good old Chuck Berry. I think he has a song. It's like the female version of Johnny B. Good. I think that was the one people would know. But there's uh, there's a couple good ones on there. I can't think of the names. But uh, you should definitely check it out if you just, just to, you know, because it's fucking Chuck Berry. Seven, Plunge by Fever Ray. Familiar with Fever Ray at all? Sure not. Are you familiar with The Knife, brother? Uh, Be honest. Be honest. No, I have no idea what The Knife is. Would it help if I did this? Oh yeah, that's helping. What the hell is this? This is the band? This is The Knife, okay? Uh-huh. This is Heartbeats, one of my fucking favorite songs ever, period. Okay? Mm-hmm. Fever Ray is the solo project of lead singer of The Knife, Karen Dreiser. Dreiser? I'm not quite sure how it's pronounced. It's her second album under the Fever Ray moniker. And this is the electronic album I mentioned uh, that would be coming up very soon. 
Uh, I obviously I didn't play any of your vocals right there for or any of her vocals for you right there in the room, but uh, you'll you'll hear it in the episode. And I'll hear it on the way it's, home tonight. Yeah, it's definitely a I don't you know might be a little weird for some people. Yeah. Uh, this is one that is definitely not for everybody, but I nobody else sounds like her. First of all, and the just the electronica of it all the production is astounding and so yeah plunge is a great introduction it is i know you like to buy hard copy in a lot of cases it's not going to be out for physical release until like february Hmm. uh but it is available digitally and it was released in october of this year if i'm not mistaken so definitely check that out and I will say, if you want to dive in, I mean, start with the opener. It is definitely kind of a, a full-on experience sort of album. I recommend listening to it start to finish. I not really like cherry-picking tracks. I think there's a handful of videos for it so far, none of which I've watched. I need to catch up. But uh, the opener, Want a Sip, which I'll play a little bit of right now. Mustn't Hurry, the second track, and Plunge, the title track itself, which is an instrumental, and To the Moon and Back, also This Country. It's it's a good album, uh, start to finish. Very, very out there, probably for your average listener, but if you're, if you're looking to broaden your horizons, check out Fever Ray, and the album is called Plunge. Okay. And again, you're going to have to find that one digitally, because it won't be available in stores for quite some time. Which I thought was a little weird, but awesome at the same time. I guess a lot of people are moving towards that. Just the digital release and then physical, like, later in the year. Might as well. I mean, I Smaller like... run of physical based on how well. Yeah. You know. And vinyl, of course, has come back in a big, bad way. So people doing, like, pressings for that and not really worrying about CDs as much. Anyways, uh, so your number six, is that where we're at? Yes. Number six Lay is... Lay it on me. After Laughter, Paramore. Okay. I um, saw this pop up on a handful of lists, yeah. at least in like top 50s and stuff. Oh, no, it's good. But uh, I didn't. I haven't checked it out. Personally. You should, man. It's, uh, I haven't it's good. Listened I actually to them bought in years. this one. I didn't download it. I bought it. I have a hard copy somewhere <coughs> I can find for you if you don't want to do the music thing, the Apple music thing. Um, Spotify, personally. Spotify. Sorry. Okay, that's cool. Um, 
Hard Times is going to be the single that you're going to listen to. It's not a contest. To. I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hard Times is what you're going to want to play for everyone because that's what they know. But my close second is actually the second song after that, uh, Rose Colored Boy. Just let me cry a little bit longer. I ain't gonna smile if I don't want to. This is written about what's his face from Newfound Glory and her husband, whatever, longtime boyfriend. But uh, okay, some deep, deep. You know, if you listen to the lyrics, you can kind of get a little insight into the some breakup stuff, album. I think they're together still. Oh, okay. they got married. Okay, I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't keep up with the happenings of Haley Williams. You used to. You used to be all about that girl. Uh, in your maybe, younger days. Maybe for, in, my, <laughs> in my younger days. I don't know what song that is. Uh, okay. I, yeah. Maybe I'll have to get back into Paramore. You should. And again, you need to check out Sorority Noise if you're looking for like kind of that that flavor. But it's still very, you know, it's very modern at the same time. It's not. It doesn't dip too far back into the uh, pop punk or emo territory, at least for me. Gotcha. Um, my number six. Mm-hmm. Body language from Junior Astronomers, uh, North Carolina-based band. Seen them several times live. I think they came up on. At least an honorable mentions on uh, previous top ten episodes. I'm not sure. I think so. If their second one or their first full length, Dead Nostalgia made it on there. I forget. But uh, this is their second full length, Body Language, and it's it's fantastic. If you haven't gotten into them, I I always just love to play them for people and see. Like, I just ask, like, okay, where where do you think this band is from, and who do you think is singing? And inevitably, when I show them, uh, you know, Terrence and what he looks like, or show them a live video, they're mm-hmm. kind of astounded because um, he's he's not a big guy, no. um, but his vocals pack a punch. They're very soulful, very melodic, very loud, and he's backed by just some of my favorite musicians on the planet. Honestly, um, just go. Go check them out. Listen to the whole thing. But if you need, if you need just one or two for me to shout at you, uh, that's why. Fantastic. Pyramid Party, which I believe there's a video for. And my personal favorite, favorite hiding place.
was my number six. On to your number five, brother. My number five is From a Room, Volume 1, by Mr. Chris Stapleton. This is a name I've been hearing a lot this year, but I don't know that I actually know any of his songs unless I've just heard them on the radio, which uh, it should be pointed out. I don't listen to the radio except (laughs) when I'm at work and we have it tuned to an oldie station in quotations, basically 70s, 80s, 90s, and a little bit of today, just a smidge of today. Well, the second, a a Susan. The second part of this dropped like now, this, the first part dropped in May. I haven't listened to from a room part two dropped like first of December. Okay. Tell me about Chris Stapleton. What I'm I'm going to let you hear. I think he's labeled as a country artist, but he should be a blues guy. I was going to say. Okay. I can dig it. Just wait a second. I want you to hear the chorus because this shit's dope, dude. Definitely should be playing blues somewhere. The little, the first little bit of that album, there are like more country vibes, but it does get really bluesy. And if you're really, really where you should, where you should start is go listen to him play that on Fallon, because that's where I first noticed who he was. Okay. And I started talking about him, and mom and dad were like, "Oh, Chris Stapleton, you <laughs> you know him?" I'm like, "Uh, I mean, I know one song, and he sounds like he should be playing blues somewhere. What about him?" I actually got mom that album this album for um her birthday and had i known the second part dropped before christmas i would have got that too Mm. for christmas but i didn't really i didn't think oh he's gonna drop two things in one year but that's kind of neat you do part one part two so i'm interested to listen to part two um i may come back and make a post about how that you know should be in tandem number six both as a giant album but it remains to be seen. So I may listen to some of that on the way back tonight. But yeah, number six, From a Room Part One. Sorry, that wasn't my number six. That was my number five. Let's on to your number five. My number five is called A Deeper Understanding from The War on Drugs. You know anything about War on Drugs? I know that it was a failure. (laughs) Dude. It was worth it. Hole up it. That's one of those, like, you just want to end it. I'm going to go home. We're done. <laughs> or so Agent Javier Pena tells That's me. That's been the music art for this week, people. <laughs> Classic. I once got started. Then it all went black. Your love's got me. Like it always has. But I just stopped dreaming. Step it out into the world.
Up All Night, the uh, the first track off of A Deeper Understanding. If you like the vibe of that, uh, go listen to the whole thing because it's fantastic. But it's just, it's great, you know, it's just kind of, it's an album kind of about self-reflection and a lot of like contemplation, but it has like a very driving, all, I get a lot of like a little bit of Dire Straits and like late 80s Springsteen vibe to just the production in general. And it's Jimmy Iovine. Uh, producing if i'm not mistaken there we go and it has a very very old school feel to it it feels like it could have been a late 70s early 80s just like classic pop album like this could have been a number one album in that era sort of thing yeah same way i felt about brandon flowers record from a couple years ago in a very different way but um it has a very classic feel to it and i feel like you will really vibe with it you'll be proud and then you can backtrack to their previous three albums, all oh. of which are pr- pretty solid, but really, it's this one is a kind of a huge leap forward just in terms of production in general. I think the first handful are like recorded in uh, the lead guy's garage. Oh shit! So, okay, but they're still they still sound great. You'll um, be proud of me because when we changed the Christmas station back like Monday or Tuesday, I was supposed to go to like Adult Alternative. I totally left it on the '80s channel. There's been like some <laughs> really awesome. De- I did not realize that Big I, Love okay. is that big love from, from, uh, Lindsay Buckingham, yeah. that it is actually like a, more of like a, an upbeat kind of like almost new wave kind of thing. Cause I only have the, uh, acoustic. On yeah. My no, iPhone, the album version like, of that was pretty fantastic. Yeah. I love that song. So that's been good. Big, yeah, big it, love. It's got the, it's way more ah. but yeah, him, him doing that live though, still, He's oh, yeah. done it both times I've seen him live. He does it in the dance live uh, yeah. famous concert movie. And yeah, him doing Big Love solo, nobody else on the stage, just like killing it on guitar and vocal simultaneously. It's one of the most captivating things I've ever seen. Dude, I saw So almost... side note for that, I, guess, I don't know if it's on your list, but I will say honorable mention only because I haven't listened to it in its entirety enough to like fully digest it. But I did enjoy what I heard of the uh, collab of him and Christy McVie. Which is supposed to be all Their three of them, but duet album. But What's Her Face went on tour instead. Well, and apparently, like, um, I'm pretty sure John plays on a couple tracks and Mick Fleetwood. So it's yeah, like, it it's kind of parts one. of Fleetwood Mac yeah. throughout it. But yeah. And I still, again, I still need to finish listening to that one, basically. But, excuse me. <laughs> Good one. Excuse me. Uh, where are we at? My number four. <laughs> <laughs> My number four is wonderful, wonder, wonderful, wonderful from the Killers. Really? Yeah. 
Nowhere near my top ten. I know. And you were high you, on it when it came yeah, out, but I, no, I dug it. No, we were excited for it. You were high. I was really excited for it before it came out because of the you singles. were hoping you were you were hoping you were going to get a Brandon Flowers solo album with the whole band, and you didn't. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know you. I got you know, like I'll say like five pretty pretty strong songs, and then I got I think it's ten tracks, and then I got five that were really forgettable. It didn't really gel together as an entire album for me personally, and that's the way I felt about everything post Samstown. And again, I still love them, and I know a lot of people just fucking hate the Killers, dude. And I'm not, I'm not bashing on this one, but it just, it, it didn't so get up tell, there. You're in telling top me that 10, the, the Killers, the Killers are like the Harry Potter of the music world. They peaked way early. Is that what you're telling me? I don't feel like they peaked way early because there are moments throughout every album. Where I'm like, this is why I love them, uh-huh. you know, and like a shot at the night, which is just they release it as part of their greatest hits album, yeah, which had just a couple extra tracks on it, like that. Thought that was part of Runaways, though. No, it's not on that album. You sure? Battleborn. Yeah, I thought Battleborn? it was on there. Battleborn. Yeah. I'll double check. Maybe it's on the deluxe edition, possibly. Maybe. But if I'm not mistaken, that is on Direct Hits, which is their greatest hits album. That's what it was released on. Hmm. At least that's the only thing. That's the only way I can listen to it on Spotify. But maybe it appeared on a different album. Anyways, I like them. But again, okay, so did you have a favorite? The lead single, I mean, The Man, still love it. Go check out the video. Amazing. Uh, Run for Cover, probably like, that would be maybe my favorite. The only like real reveal... I don't know how you feel about this one. Uh, was it Tyson versus Douglas? Yeah. Yeah. Which might sound really clunky to some people, but it's it's just Brandon Flowers telling you a story about watching Mike Tyson get knocked the fuck out when I know, he was a kid was... and how he reacted to it. And I absolutely love it. of like Mike Tyson has been knocked out like I just I love yeah. I love what people oh, do oh and I should stuff. also put out it was the, the Call which opens with a Woody Harrelson like yeah. intro yeah yeah 
And again, some people may find those elements cheesy or over the top or whatever, but again, I will go to bat for Brandon Flowers till the day I die. I think he is one of the most unique pop vocalists of all time. I really do. Yeah. I don't think he sounds like anybody else. I think he is consistently... He doesn't always play to his strong suits sometimes. It just and, and I don't know if that's the band instincts and the musicality on their side or what it really is. But yeah, there's just there's some songs that just do not do not hit for me on this one. No, I mean I can but, dig it. I, I, I enjoyed it. So yeah. no, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks. My number four is from one of my favorite bands of all time, who had been away for uh, quite some time. And decided to come back this year. And I'm really glad they did. Because it hit right in the summer. And this was like... This was a treat. Uh, Hug of Thunder. From Broken Social Scene. Hmm. Um, I know the name Broken Social Scene. I... You will recognize them. Because I believe they were number one on my sophomore albums list. With uh, You Forgot It In People. Which is one of my favorite albums of all time. So... Yeah, but it had been seven years, holy shit, seven years since Forgiveness Rock Record, which I was not that hot on at the time, and never really have given a proper revisit to, maybe I'll feel differently, but for me, Hug of Thunder fits perfectly, kind of between their self-titled and uh, You Forgot It in People sound, and I just, I really dig it. I not quite as much feist as I would like, but of course she also I think she had a solo album this year, which I also need to go listen to. Or maybe that was last year, I forget. Anyways, I, I'm rambling at this point, but I'll shout out Halfway Home, the second track after the instrumental uh opener, Soul Luna. Halfway Home is awesome and bombastic and a great like reintroduction to the band. Everybody seems to be on there. <laughs> That's part of why I like to buy their albums because, again, there's like between like five and like 15 people on any given track. But, uh, and I think I've described them to you before. It's just, you know, it's kind of a, a kaleidoscope of different influences and sounds all kind of like coming together. And some people call it kind of noise rock, but there is a lot of 
lyrical depth there, but the focus is not always on the lyrics, like physically being able to hear them in the production necessarily. Like sometimes they're not, they're not at the forefront. It's more about hearing the band and the instrumentation and the vibe of everything. But again, this hit right at the beginning of summer and it was, it's a great, just like driving album, um, just sunshiny day kind of album. It's very hopeful. And uh, I've seen a lot of articles this year just kind of talk about how people have responded musically to just the state of the world uh, and stuff that was released this year. And a lot of people are more moving towards like just the positive or like almost fantasy side of things in some cases where it's like, let's just focus on like, you know, being happy or partying or like talking about something completely different than like directly addressing like these are the issues of the time and like Mm -hmm. you know so i feel like this album manages to do that uh without there's some like some songs definitely that that play into the modern climate if you will but not they're still ambiguous enough where they're not like calling out specific shit and it manages to just be like a really hopeful like comforting bombastic awesome album so check out halfway home uh protest song and uh please take me with you as well those are the ones i'll shout out and that's hug of thunder from broken social scene that is my number four so back to you brother all right so i told you i was gonna have an electronic album on here and i don't know if you want to classify it as such but my number three is from i thought you were giving me okay Gotcha. My number four was The Killers. I forgot we flip-flopped. Yeah, we did. Go ahead. My number three <laughs> is from Kyle Dixon and Michael Stein. Steen? Stein? Don't know how you pronounce it. Stranger Things. Volume two. <laughs> awesome. Um, these are two members of Survive. If you don't know who Survive is, go fuck yourself. Because um, <laughs> they're awesome. And we barely have any listeners. <laughs> Do not alienate people. I mean, if you don't know who Survive is... Go pleasure yourself while listening to them because they're amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, Survive is probably one of my favorite electronic acts working today. There's a few others I would recommend that you go, one, watch the guest, then two, listen to the guest soundtrack, both of them, and go listen to everything Survive ever put out. If you were looking for Synthwave at its finest, you've got these two. And we have talked at length about Stranger Things on other podcasts yeah. for the movie arc. And uh, I played it, but I'm telling you the one already that I'm going to play here. It's Soldiers. Yeah. Favorite song of that the second is, season. Dude, that is actually my alarm to wake up. That is the only thing dude. that gets me out of a dead sleep. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my God. Um, I love it so much. Yeah. yeah. Let's just let's just listen to that for a little bit. Here we go. Is it not, dude? I love that song. Um, so many musical points. Like, it, I haven't gone back and like. Well, I actually haven't watched I, both seasons. I watch them and I'm done. But I want to go back after listening because I've been listening to the, the synthwave for the past couple of years, just heavy into it. So when I first heard it, I was like, wait a minute, this sounds like Survive. And then I look up and realize, okay, the two guys, two guys from Survive, are doing the music for Stranger Things. 
it's like a match made in heaven. Like you can't get any better than that. Right. You know, it's almost if, unless you had like Tangerine Dream come back and do it or something oh, like that. Oh, Tangerine Dream. Yeah. So they're dude, they're still killing it. They that are that GTA Five soundtrack. Oh yeah, dude, so good. So, but yeah, if uh, it's kind of a compilation of them, but it is all new stuff. It was used for a TV show, but Stranger Things Volume Two, definitely check that out. Check out anything Survive ever did. Both guest soundtracks, and of course the first volume of Stranger Things, uh, the soundtrack for that. It, they're all great. If you're into synthwave like I am, um, hit me up. I'm on I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on the Facebooks, all of them. We can talk synthwave till your mother comes home. Anyway, you're number two. No, you're number three. I'm sorry. My number three. Uh, this is where I go, I, I guess as mainstream as possible, as predictable as possible. This is like inarguably the album of the year as far as everybody's concerned. Kendrick Lamar's Damn. Absolutely. How did I know that? Just because it is. It's the album of the year. And again, I will point out, released in April, okay? So it's been a while. Like, it's had staying power throughout the year and as much as there's been a handful of other hip-hop albums released since. And, like, just nothing stacks up to it. I mean, I've heard a lot of praise for Flower Boy from Tyler the Creator, which I don't have on this list. For no other reason than I haven't had a chance to listen to it's it. It's an yet. honorable mention. I listened and to we it. Had a bit to, of... Yeah. And we had to actually get this episode out. So, and we're probably going to have to do this with movies too, which is going to suck. So, <laughs> retroactively, I'm sure we'll be adding and reframing everything, correcting our list for all the stupid shit that we missed. Uh, yeah. So, let us know that, obviously, if you hate our list or if you're annoyed by any of the songs that we've played, please let us know. Uh, email the arc of E. At gmail.com. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know what else there is to say about it at this point. I had it on my um, senior albums, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the Amazon's fourth. And I've also been on record and stand by this. Triple X featuring U2, song of the year, as far as I'm concerned. It's my personal favorite song of the year, if I have to isolate it down to one thing. And so that's the one that I tell everybody to go listen to. But just for the sake of playing something a little different on here, um, I'm trying to go outside the big singles. Uh, DNA, obviously, a big one, Element, um, and Loyalty with Rihanna, of course, and Humble, which I'm sure people have heard a shit ton of. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Ya, the third track off the album. So take a listen to Ya. Ya, Ya. Yeah, yeah. And if you wanna know my thoughts and opinions, Fox News wanna use my name for percentage. My latest news is my niece, she worth living. See me on the TV and scream, that's Uncle Kendrick. Yeah, that's the business. Somebody tell Gerardo this nigga got some ambition. I'm not a politician, I'm not about a religion. I'm an Israelite, don't call me black no more That word is only a color, it ain't facts no more My cousin Carl, my cousin Carl Duff words said know my words And Deuteronomy say that we all been cursed I know he walks the earth But it's money to get, bitches to hit Yeah, zeros to flip, temptation is Yeah, first on my list, I can't resist Yeah Everyone together now know that we forever buzzing. Radars is buzzing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
my number three favorite album of 2017. Go for it, brother. Your number two. Uh, my number two is either going to be called the uh, the Blood Album or just AFI's AFI. I was wondering when. Kind of a little bit of controversy over uh, over when this uh, like what it's technically titled. One of the uh, one of the tracks is called White Offerings. I don't know how that plays into everything this year. But uh, it was released in January. I did not get to see. This is the one album, and I'm I'm doing this uh, in hopes that I can catch them soon or catch them where they'll be playing it. Uh, because if the if the the numbers work out, we should be getting Black Audio soon or another Straight Edge album. Um, but I love AFI. They're one of my fav. They are my favorite band of all time. And when this first came out, always just a I'm sorry, what? not to interject. No, Isn't it always just a present whenever you just, you know, because they release semi-regularly. Semi, and that's the thing, dude, Burials came out, and I was like, whoa, okay, cool, this is a, a new a new album. And then this was like under the radar so much that it was like, oh, happy birthday to yeah. me, because it came out how, in January. How lucky for you yeah. that your favorite <laughs> is one that, you know, puts out shit pretty consistently. Modest Mouse, I have to wait like fucking seven years between albums, dude. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. And it's always my birthday. Like, the time we went and saw him down here, like, I hung out after the show, and I got Adam's autograph again, and, you know, I was on, like, cloud nine. I was like, yeah, dude, fuck my birthday. All this was because it was around my birthday. And I'm driving back up, and what happens? There's an accident on 26. I'm stuck in traffic for two hours. My cell phone died, and that's why I had to get just just sitting there with, listening to <laughs> burials over and over again. <laughs> Because I was like trying to call back to that, I had yeah. to have a trucker let me charge charge my phone in his truck for like twenty minutes to call and be like, "Hey, I'm I'm all right, I'm safe, I'll be home soon." <laughs> but yeah, I, this is the first album that I have not gone and seen them play. But I go like I listened to it. And I was like, "All right, this is that's yeah, what AFI is now. All right, it's whatever." And then I picked it up again six months later, and I was like, this is what AFI is now. This is great. I fucking love this album. So Change of tone alone. It's oh, always, dude. I it, it, it never fails. That's just how it is with them. Yeah. So, yeah. AFI, AFI or AFI the Blood album, whatever you want to call it, that's my number two for 2017. All right. I haven't checked it out yet, honestly. Not even like a single off of it. So uh, do you have a particular track you want to shout out for um, people just, that just I can play, drop in? Just play Dumb Kids. Just play Dumb Kids. It's dumb catchy. Kids. I heard it in Hot Topic the other day when I was buying my Frank Aero skeleton gloves. I can do that. Yeah. Dumb Kids. Two, my number two and my number one were like just duking it out. I've been duking it out all week. I've been listening to both like back to back and like cherry picking tracks off of both of them, trying to decide. But this is how it came out. My number two, The Far Field from Future Islands. 
Have you listened to him yet, brother? Yes, I have. What do you think? I stand by everything you ever said about them. <laughs> it's a nice Okay. Yeah, okay. no, I've got we'll leave it at that. All right. Have you listened to The Far Field yet, though? No. Their latest album. Uh-uh. Uh, big single, I believe, and I don't know if they released more since, but the big single is Ran. But my three favorites, I'll, I'll just shout at you right now, brother. Go check out Aladdin, the opener, North Star, and the collaboration with one Debbie Harry. What? Called Shadows. You know, Blondie put out an album Only, two this year. I know, and it was not very good. But <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> not, I'm not, hey, not here to, to speak negatively of Debbie Harry, who I adore, but, uh, to be particular, <laughs> she's fantastic on this. Uh, Shadows is the track. I guess uh, because I just took a pot shot at Blondie, that's the one that gets played. Star and Aladdin are like neck and neck my favorites off of that album but it's the far field from Future Islands fantastic record um just I I love the emotion of of their lead singer he's absolutely incredible to me and it's got just that you will love it brother this one in particular they've kind of like just fully honed they it doesn't feel like a huge like departure or step forward from the previous album but it feels like they just kind of like know what their sound is now. And they've moved from kind of feeling like, oh, this kind of reminds me of this or that. Like I've, you know, I think I've brought up like New Order and Joy Division before as like trying to give you an entry point for them. Yeah. But now they're in that territory where I'm like, no, that's what a Future Islands album sounds like. Like they have established a sound unto themselves and they're kind of living in that space right now. And I think a pretty kick-ass space so uh go listen to the far field one of the just the most emotionally engaging and satisfying albums of the year for me personally uh can't stop listening to it time for your number one brother my number one is a little album called um well no it's little it's a little album is it an ep it's a t-tiny album you know (laughs) i actually was gonna put um uh, what is his name not Chet Faker, but uh, God, the French Irish. Montana. French Montana. Yeah, I'm I was gonna kidding. put French. Uh, that's a person, right? <laughs> yes, he's a, he's a rapper. Is he not on Kendrick Lamar's album? 
No. <laughs> I think French, French, French He may Mon- be on a Kendrick Lamar album, French but he's Mont- not on damn. <laughs> French Mar- Montana is the Humpty hump, Humpty Dance Digital Underground looking motherfucker that Chloe uh, Kardashian made fun of on Twitter one time. That's how I know who French Montana the is. The only guests on damn from Kendrick Lamar are Rihanna, Zakari on the most divisive track on that album, which is Love. People either, pun totally intended, people either love that song or they think it's the weakest thing on an otherwise amazing album. Uh, I fall somewhere in between that, actually. Okay. But uh, And then U2, of course, which is actually just Bono, but they credit U2, which is interesting. Might as well. All right, anyway, so my number one album of 2017 is Gone Now by Bleachers. I haven't listened to it. Can't you listen can't to Strange Desires? Or Strange Desire? Did you ever listen to that one? No, man. God, dude, this is. You want to play a smidge? Of yeah, I'm gonna play me? you a smidge of. Uh, I'm gonna give you. Everybody lost somebody, and then I'm gonna give you a little bit of Miss Those Days because Miss Those Days is their new single. All right, and then we will uh, move into my number one and wrap it up because it's getting late, brother. I gotta get myself back home. Soon. I gotta get myself back home. Soon. You can't see me right now, but I am dancing, people. Gotta hear the chorus. So that is Everybody Lost Somebody, but I want to play you the newest single. It was crazy because I was out this weekend, and somebody played this, and I was like, wait a minute, this is Bleachers. Of course, I'm drunk. And so I would go and try and find the last person that I saw at the jukebox on my way to the bathroom. I was like, dude, did you play this? He goes, yeah. I was like, Bleachers? Yeah. Dude, fucking love this album. Great. He goes, yeah, I heard it was a single. So I realized he probably didn't know who they were, but you know, he still played it because it's a catchy single. Jack Antonoff, you know he he wrote Brave with Sarah Bareilles. He did he won a Grammy for that. He won a Grammy married for Taylor's. Married to Lena Dunham. I is he married to Lena Dunham? I'm still not mistaken or dating? Dating? Yeah. I'm not um, mistaken. Well, there's that. Uh, he won a Grammy for uh, he wrote a bunch of Taylor Swift stuff. When the Kesha shit was going on, he openly said, "Kesha, come record with me. I'll release anything no, you want for free." Stand up guy from everything. Yeah, I've everything I've seen him live with uh, Fun. Yeah. And that was the thing, because I, like, I heard Bleachers was out, and I was like, Before okay. Before Fun was fun. I, not that I need to be a douchebag about it, yeah. but like when they had released only one album at the time, and they were opening for Manchester Orchestra. Yeah. And I, just like 
two or three years later. Nate's opening up like, for them, right? Just yes. But no, he's he's awesome. A lot of the stuff I really think if you really want to get if you don't know a lot about him, you ought to listen to him talk to Chris Hardwick on the Nerdist. I know I go back to that one, but that podcast is it gets people who you never would think open up about stuff that you would never think they would talk about. And he talks about like losing his sister young, and there's a lot of hints at stuff like that talking about his sister on some of these tracks. Um, especially that first one I played you, but I had no idea this album was coming out. I was thinking about it. I had seen him everywhere and I was like, this guy's producing a ton of music for people. What is he doing? And then of course I saw, and now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't know that album was out, but like, that's probably why he talked to Chris Hardwick. Like that album was kind of either just come out or was in the ether whenever he was talking to him. And I went back and listened to it when I saw that it was released. And it's probably the one album I've listened to more than anything since I found out about it maybe two months ago. So definitely check it out. Gone Now. It is the second Bleachers album. Of course, go back and listen to the first one. That's dope, too. If, you know, anything, check them out. You will, okay. you will dig it, I promise. Okay. But, yeah. My number one. I, I'm still struggling with how exactly to say it, but I think I've settled on Mo Lean from Y. Yes, I, I've mentioned them before. Uh, alopecia came up on, I forget which uh, which list. What's so funny, brother? <laughs> you say alopecia, and I instantly think, uh, yes, sir, but uh, Merton Aloysius will have to sign X's. Only four of us can write. <laughs> I don't know why I think of that. But yeah, anyway, go ahead. Anyways, um, and that's kind of, that ties in, and it'll kind of bring us full circle for the year in a very nice way. Part of why I probably subconsciously put it at number one. So I put alopecia uh, on one of our previous top tens. And good friend of the show. And uh, future guests who you'll be hearing on the Bay of Lynch very soon. uh, Plug for the Bay of Lynch, our latest podcast. Talk about Michael Bay and David Lynch. Sounds crazy. Uh, We know. But it's it's a lot of fun. So come check that out. But Mr. Evan Tuhig. We'll be guesting very soon. He listened to that episode where I referenced alopecia by Y, and he checked it out on my recommendation. And he was like, holy shit, man, I really like this. And I was like, hey, I haven't really listened to Y in a little bit. That's awesome that I turned him on to him. Let me go back and check them out. And so in the process of doing so, I'm like, holy shit, they just put out a new album, and I listened to it. And wouldn't you know it, it's amazing, and it's my favorite album of the year. I'll shout out a few tracks. George Washington, <laughs> One Mississippi, Proactive Evolution, but the opener and very close to Triple X by Kendrick Lamar for being my favorite and definitely most listened to. If you look on my Spotify, this is my most listened to song of the year by far. This Old King which is the song that opens the album. Take a listen. Parking lot. 
floating stars We know who we are From beyond to the veiled intention Between our souls specifically with alopecia not for everybody but this album honestly way more approachable uh than a lot of their other stuff but it was also great because it led me back down the rabbit hole of kind of like reassessing some of the albums in between there that i had like not really properly digested and it made me go back through their entire catalog and they continue to rise up my list as just like one of one of my favorite current bands and it sounds like this is going to be it for a little while from them we'll see but uh, I hope I hope Yoni Wolf uh, keeps making music because I really like it. Uh, so yeah, that's my number one, Moline from Y. Uh, let's shout out a few honorable mentions, and I've got a specific shout out as well. But uh, let's uh, let's do that. Do you have any honorable mentions that didn't come up already? Um, I was gonna put the Twin Peaks, um, Twin Peaks on there. Uh, what is? I don't know who he's going as now, but I was introduced to him as Chet Faker. But that is not the case. I think it's Nick Murphy is his name. Um, yeah, Nick Murphy's EP, uh, Missing Link. St. Vincent's... Um, Mass Seduction. Mass Seduction. That was on my yeah. honorable mentions as well. Um, and, I mean, there was so much stuff that was right right there that I wanted, like RTJ3, Kid Cudi's well, album. All those I wanted to put on there, but they technically were released in 16. Exactly. Like, I've seen some lists that do include Run the Jewels 3. If we were doing that... That would be my number. That's honestly probably the album I listened to start to finish the most this year. Yeah. Um, because it came out Christmas of last year. So I think of it in my head as like a 2017 album, but technically it's not. But yeah, if Run the Jewels was in the conversation, it would probably be my number one. Did you listen to Cuddy's last album, dude? Like, did you I actually haven't gotten to it? Did yet. you? Oh my god, it is so good. There's so I much will. stuff in there. I will. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of. I mean, a tribe came out towards the end yep. of last year as well. And I forget when Blonde from Frank Ocean came out because I remember like it was on title, if I'm not mistaken, for a while and like you couldn't even get it anywhere else Yeah. for a bit. So by the time I heard it, it felt like it came out late in the year, but I'm not really sure. Speaking on that note, that's my main shout out for this year. Um, he did not release a full length for 2017, but he had three major singles, uh, Lens, and I'll list them in descending order of favorites as well, Lens, uh, Biking, and Chanel, which um, I, we may ride out on Chanel, but that is, uh, they're all fantastic, and it's just like, they're as good, if not better, than the stuff that was on Blonde, and I just, I can't wait to see what his next full length is like, and I hope we don't have to wait, like, 
a ridiculous amount of time. But if if that's what he needs to deliver something as strong as the two albums that he's given us so far, uh, that is totally fine by me. But he was a real discovery for me just in the last like year and a half and continues to impress. Those are some of my favorite songs of the year as well. Uh, Chanel and Biking specifically. And I enjoy Lens, but those yeah. really stick out. And uh, Provider as well. Like He had four like singles that he just dropped clandestine but from anything but and he was featured on tyler creator's album i'm pretty sure uh flower boy i think he's on there we should and have done i'm a sure he was across episode. a couple other huh we should have done a hangovers episode What's and that? basic well it's everything that you that came out in 16 that you were listening to in 17 because it was so fucking dope like i listened to Starboy. that's definitely great yeah no i mean if we were having a count if we were doing a grammy like conversation where it's like Oh, best new artist, this person that's been around for 10 years, or this album that came out like three years ago because it just now charted and became relevant this year. Yeah. All of a sudden it's a bit, it's in contention. Like their rules are so nuts. So yeah, if we were doing like a just year in music review, then yeah, it's this for me, this <laughs> year really is it's it's Run the Jewels, it's Tribe Called Quest, it's Kendrick, it's um Frank Ocean, as I mentioned, and then it's it's Y and it's Future Islands. Those are like the big things that like, you know. Yeah. I kind of identify throughout the year of like that's the bulk of what I've been listening to. It just reminds when you talk about like the Grammys rules, it reminds me of a click hole article I saw that was like, uh fucking I think I've said it before. Uh Smooth by Santana is still on the charts and this <laughs> this week enjoys its four hundredth weekend at our week at like number four. Yeah. But um, um so just real quick, uh let's see what else I had around here. I did enjoy most of uh American Dream from L C D Sound System, but not enough to make the top ten. Uh, I also enjoyed Colors by Beck. That would be in my honorable mentions as well. And uh, you already mentioned St. Vincent. That was on my list. And uh, Charlie Bliss, Guppy, uh, another album that uh, Mayfield was a huge fan of. Uh, it It's up there, but it didn't quite crack my list. And don't get me wrong. There are plenty of like top ten radio hits that I heard that I'm like, this shit's catchy. But I just don't think the album was good. Because like, it's the Chainsmokers or... Um, that uh yeah i really tried Bandito, to go not, with what like is it? what is the es- eh, desposito like whatever the hell that yeah shit is. i really tried to go with like cohesive albums yeah. and stuff that has like multiple super strong tracks like, like I, a, I, I wasn't shooting for things that like oh this had a single i really dug off of i it. think because that's just that's how i approach stuff more i think because i don't listen to radio that often so i'm not aware of like oh, this is the big single off of this album, unless there's like a video for it or I see people like tweeting about it specifically. I will say, I don't have, I didn't touch my favorite, my guilty pleasure. I didn't touch Kesha's release this year because all the stuff that was going on with it. But everybody's probably heard praying, but I have heard nothing but great things from people who either love her or hate her. No one has said a bad thing about that album to me. So I'm going to have to go back and I've listen to that because I heard not, great things about that. I'm not particularly a fan of her, but I did hear a lot of strong things about that album. Um, one other one I guess I'll shout out here right at the very end, uh, which seems to be on a lot of people's top ten lists. Are you, have you listened to SZA at all? S-C uh-uh. or S-Z-A? Uh-uh. Uh, she was guest on SNL recently, I guess, which was a lot of people's like introduction to her, but she has the album Control, which has been 
again, on multiple top tens, it's usually right up there with Dam in the two slot, or at least the top three for a lot of people. But Ken, Kendrick Lamar is featured on there on Dubs in the Wind, which would also be a standout. Like if I was making a top ten playlist for this year, that would that would definitely be on there. Check that song out. Uh, but what I've listened to of the album, I really, really dig. But if I'm being completely honest, I didn't get to listen to it start to finish. That's the only reason it is not uh, in my top ten. But that would I throw that in as an honorable mention because obviously other people think it's pretty fantastic. So I enjoyed what I heard, but uh, it was only about five or six tracks. So check that one out. Uh, anything else you want to mention before we wrap things up? And again, stay tuned to our other feeds. We will be doing uh, a movie year-end top ten. Uh, might be on the cusp of January with that one. We'll see. Yeah. And a lot of new stuff coming next year, just for the ARCV in general. Uh, trying to beef up the TV section, maybe get some video games going. We'll see what happens. Uh, but stay tuned to all of that. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Not hard to find us. The Arc of E or the Arc of E Network. Yeah, we've got some dope bumper stickers and pens that if you want one, Gavin just email. Gavin got me a shirt for Christmas, which I have not properly tried on yet, but I'm totally going to walk around because it says the Arc of E Network. CEO Noah Blanchard. I was surprised you didn't have it on waiting to record this podcast. Dude, I thought about throwing it on, but like, regardless, I would be in a hoodie because it's a little chilly in here. It is a little chilly. So, yeah. But I, I will break it out soon. I need to try it on. And, uh, yeah, if you want a yeah, Jack's not, if you want if a Jack's you wanted, not Wang's yeah. bumper sticker, shoot the Archive an email with your address. Okay. Yes. I'm not going to show will... you what it looks like. No, but do you no. take a picture of it and show them what it looks like. No, no, no. It's it, it, it. No, this is thing. It's this is blind. Okay. Because okay. if you don't want it, you can just throw it away. But I made a Jack's not Wang's bumper sticker. If you want one, email the Archive. Get your bumper sticker and take a picture and send it to us. Yes. Email us with your number one album of the year and tell us you want that Jack's Not Wang's bumper sticker. Or just sticker. It's a big sticker. I, I'm not into the whole bumper sticker Me thing, so I don't know where I'm going to put mine. But uh, but I made sure you could see cool, Jack's people. Not Wang's. I will, I will sign off on that. It is very, very cool. Yeah. So, I made an executive one of those, decision. Free of charge. Always. Again, we'll, we'll ship it to you. We'll handle all of that stuff. Yeah. So first person who emails and specifically mentions... I heard this cast. You guys said you would give it to the first person. Okay? First email I get, number one album of the year, and say you want the Jacks Not Wangs sticker. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, you have to give us your address, That's too. our little post-Christmas Christmas present. And stay tuned uh, to the Instagram feed as well. I'll shout this out here. I'm going to be doing a bunch of giveaways uh, first part of the year because I got a bunch of digital download codes. I actually have a big thing we can give away. Series right now, huh? I have a big thing we could give away as a big tie-in for something next year. We can talk about it off do mic. Do you want to do it on this episode? No, no, we'll talk about it off mic. It doesn't teaser suit for behind the scenes shenanigans. All right, let's uh let's wrap it up. This has been our 2017 favorite albums wrap up year-end extravaganza. Hope you found uh, you know, some albums that you hadn't checked out yet. Most of Gavin's list I haven't even heard yet. Likewise, so I got a lot of catching up to do, way more than I even thought I did. And hopefully he's got some too, because oh, yeah, I definitely. think we only had one crossover between the two of us. Pretty much, yeah. So going strong. Anyways, thank you for sticking around, guys. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed our list. 
Again, if you thought they were terrible, or if you just want to throw in your two cents, let us know, thearchive at gmail.com. Shout out us on Instagram, the Arc of E Network, on Twitter and Facebook, the Arc of E. Okay? Do that, please. Love to hear your feedback. Thank you for all of the support this year. Uh, if this is this is probably going to be the last episode on the music arc for uh, oh, yeah. the calendar year of 2017. But we've we got more stuff coming, guys. It, it's coming. And uh, again, check out Bay of Lunch. That's our that's our newest thing, our new baby. So go check that out. And new episodes of the movie arc dropping very very soon. So for this year uh, on the music arc, I have been Noah, and I have been Gavin. And we've been the Blanchard Brothers. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. And thanks, Gavin, for giving me the cool outro, even though you thought of it first. <laughs> Love you, brother. Love you too, brother. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. My guy pretty like a girl. And he got five stories to tell I see both sides like Chanel See on both sides like Chanel Swimming laps through pool water He didn't like I'm underworld Had my tattoos in Shibuya Police think I'm of the underworld Twelve treat a nigga like he twelve How you looking up to me and talking down? Can't you see I am the big man? God level, I am the I am I film it with the drone cam and the pink like killer cam. Yeah. Zoom on that stick, no way. I'm so close, I'm on that kill. Controller on your lower back, yeah, that's the good. Dicker roll the eyes back in the skull. Rolling when you ride, popping. Rolling when you ride, ride the ride. Got one, street acting. Turned up like some dirty plastic. Ride. 2016 burn some discs. 2017 ideas playing off the Walgreens. This a cult, not a click on the net. With a cup in a cup, activist. That's a double edge, it's a knife. And I don't like to fight till I'm fighting. fighting. Revenge in the air makes my lungs sick. Chopper in the sky like a gun trick. Yeah. Clips on clips like Mike. It's really all. I see both sides like Chanel. See on both sides like Chanel. It's really you on my mind. It's really you on my mind. It's really you. It's really.